Welcome to the first episode of the 24 Seconds Podcast. My name is Arjun. I'm joined by my best friend, Drin. Hello, everyone. I'm Drin, and Arjun and I are super excited to be doing this podcast. In this podcast, we will talk about all things basketball-related, from trades to games to news and our opinions on everything. At the start of each episode, we have 24 seconds to explain the topics that we will discuss so that you guys know what each episode is about. At the end of each episode, we each ask each other one question and have 24 seconds to respond to it. Now, Arju will have 24 seconds to list the topics for discussion for today. So the timer has started. I got 24 seconds. Today we'll be talking about our favorite teams and our favorite players, the Giannis Supermax, James Harden, our thoughts on the situation um, and where he, his best fit is, and then notable stars yet to be traded as well as the general preseason impressions. So with that, thank you for, for listening, and we're excited to, uh, to, to talk about basketball. Yeah, so seeing as this is the first episode, you guys don't really know what teams we support, what players we like, so that's what we thought we should start off with today. We're going to talk about our favorite teams and our favorite players. So, Arju, do you want to start off by saying your favorite team and your favorite players? Yeah, so my favorite team is Portland uh, is the Portland Trailblazers. My favorite player is Damian Lillard. I really enjoy watching him play. Um, I've been a Blazers fan for a while now. Um, I originally started off as just a Damian Lillard fan, but I fell in love with with um, the culture that the Blazers have, one of the best cultures in the league, um, led by my man, Damian Lillard. Um, and so, yeah, what, what about you? Uh, I like how you said the word culture because uh, that connects with the team that I support, the Miami Heat. Yes, yes, the Miami Heat. My favorite team is the Miami Heat because growing up, for as long as I can remember, my favorite player growing up has been Dwayne Wade and watching him play all the time from a young age to – Seeing the team that he created, I have nothing but respect for that team. I have grown to love them. I love everything that they do. And like I just said, my favorite player was Dwayne Wade. But now that he's retired, my two favorite players are Tyler Harrell and Bam Adebayo. Many of you will listen to our takes and understand where we come from with what perspectives we have because of the teams we support. So let us know if you guys think we're we're being a little bit too biased. But um yeah, that, those are our favorite teams and our favorite players. We thought we'd let you guys know prior to talking about the other concepts. So let's get straight into the second one, and that is Giannis's Supermax. Arju, what are your thoughts on the situation? Oh, my God. Giannis Tentacumpo. Thankfully, he re-signed with the Milwaukee Bucks. As a, you know, as, a, as a fan of the Blazers, like, small market team, like, it's great to see Giannis stay with Milwaukee. I, I just... As much as I love that he stayed in Milwaukee, I really just don't know where this team is headed. Like, I understand that they acquired Drew Holiday, um, gave up Eric Bledsoe, but I just don't, I, I just don't feel as though Drew Holiday is going to get them to a championship, especially with the Lakers and what they did this offseason. Like, I still, I still kind of think that the Bucks just aren't, aren't going to win a championship, especially with the Lakers there. Um, but I, I love the move for Giannis and just, I like the move for Milwaukee being able to keep like, you know, basically a top five player to many people, top three um, in Milwaukee. Like that's, that's amazing in a small market. So I'm, I'm a fan of it. Um, but I just, I have concerns about the bucks actually being able to win a championship, even with Giannis um, because of the team that they put around him. So those are my thoughts. What, what do you feel about it? I'm really happy for him. You know, I just told you guys I'm a Heat fan, so you guys would normally think that I'm really disappointed, but I'm genuinely not. I'm so happy for him in the city of Milwaukee. He's, he, he comes from a, a humbled background. He, he knows that nothing's taken for granted. He has a really, he has an amazing story. So for him to 
continue giving his support to the team that gave him a chance. I really respect it. But I, th I think it's also, I want to touch on what you just talked about in small market teams. This also like, people think this is just a signing. This has so many aspects to it, you know? This can affect so many teams. Like let's say the Memphis Grizzlies. Now they know maybe we could keep John Morant. He's not going to be attracted to big teams. Jaron Jackson Jr., these, all these players that come from small market teams, now there's like a sense of hope that they could stay with them and not just stay with them for the beginning and then leave like many other stars have done in the past. So reminds me of Damian Lillard. I'm really happy for him. But I wanted to ask you something regarding this topic. Like this changes the momentum and plans of so many teams, including the Dallas Mavericks and the Miami Heat, the Toronto Raptors, and I don't know how I feel about this one, but I heard Golden State was also trying to get him. What do you think about what those teams have to do now? Do you think they have to completely change their plans, go for other uh, stars, or try to trade for him eventually? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of crazy to think about. And I kind of just want to step back a second and say, like, we haven't had, like, this type of player movement since, like, LeBron, LeBron when he left the Cavs again, but also when KD left the Thunder. Like, the, it wasn't, like if Giannis had left, like, it would have changed the league to an extent where, like, wherever he goes is probably a championship, like, contender, if not the favorites. Because knowing Giannis, like, he wants to win. He would have joined a team that, like, already at least had those pieces in, in place. Like, not what KD did. KD basically joined a dynasty. But Giannis would have gone to a team that's, like, one piece away, like the Mavericks exactly. and the Heat. And so just, like, thinking about what Giannis did re-signing with the Bucks. Thinking about like 2021 and how you mentioned, like as a Heat fan, like the Heat were, were rumored to get him, Golden State, the Mavericks, like they're, they're, the, the Raptors as well, who, you know, Serge left, Marcus Gasol just left this offseason. Like, I think, I think for Toronto, I think Toronto is the most interesting situation because it's not like, it's not like stars are going to sign for the Raptors. Like, no, no, I, I just don't feel like yeah. free agents want to go play in Toronto. And the for, fact that it's in a completely different country has a big say because a lot of players want to try to stay in the United States. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's like for the Heat, like, you know, you still have options of James Harden, Kawhi Leonard. For the Warriors, I mean, I don't, I don't think they're going to be able to trade for Giannis, and I, I just don't see how they would – I don't even see a world where Milwaukee would want to even trade him to the Warriors. But looking maybe, at it now, like the Warriors, hopefully Clay comes back and they still are championship contenders – but we don't know what's going to happen to Clay Thompson after, you know, a torn ACL and a torn Achilles. With the Heat, you still, you st like, knowing Pat Riley, like, you could probably still make some moves for, like, a James Harden or Kawhi if he becomes a free agent. You know, there's guys like DeMar DeRozan that are going to be a free agent, LaMarcus Aldridge. And if we, honestly, if we look at the Miami Heat, their best player last year was either Bam or Butler, Jimmy Butler, like, one of those two. Mm -hmm. Bam is still what? Only twenty three years old, twenty two years old. Like he could get he's better. Gonna, like, he's gonna be uh twenty nine at the end of his five year contract extension. Yeah, exactly. So he he's still just entering his prime. He hasn't even hit his prime yet, like that twenty seven to you know thirty one age area. So like Bam could still get better. So honestly, the Heat might not even need us as a superstar, even though it might be nice. But they could just rely on like player development and like yeah you know, even become like that team. So what I see for the Raptors is I think they're just going to develop talent. I think Pat Riley is going to try to find a star, whether that's James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, or somebody else. Um, I would I love if it was Bradley Beal. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that's the but big he, one. He seems, although the season actually hasn't started yet, he seems to be in a really happy position right now with Russell Westbrook. Um, he likes some of the p other pieces they acquired in 
in um, Denny Avia, the rookie. I've seen Bradley Beal talking highly about him. He also likes that Davis Bertandri signed, so he seems to be in a really good position. We'll see how things unfold for them in the actual season. But yeah, but back to Giannis, you touched on something. You said two words that stuck out to me, Giannis and winning. Maybe he believes that he actually has a chance to win a title in Milwaukee, you know? We heard all the reports that he wanted to keep, um, he wanted to stay, and he told the board to try their hardest to get Bogdanovich, right? But acquiring Drew Holiday, does that make them all of a sudden favorites? Because they lost Eric Bledsoe, they lost George Hill, they lost Robin Lopez, they lost Sterling Brown. Sterling Brown and Robin Lopez, obviously they didn't play that much, but from what I've heard, George Hill and Sterling Brown were heavy, heavy locker room guys. And if you just get rid of those guys, that could ruin the chemistry within the team, you know? So there's so many things beyond basketball that matter. Yeah, and I also I also just, like, I want to get your thoughts on this. Like, I, I don't think the Bucks still have a closer. Like, I, I like Giannis. Like, mm-hmm. that is my guy. But I just don't see someone who, at the end of the game, will take the shots for you, right? Like, it's, do you, it's, do definitely, you... it's not Giannis. It's not Middleton. It's not Drew Holiday. It's it's you're right. I think they're gonna have to do it play by play. Whoever's feeling hot that night, because if you really think about it, how does Giannis get most of his points? He drives to the basket. He's explosive. He tries to post people up, right? Yeah. That's why so many people have told him if he manages to get an established jumper, whether that's becoming a really good mid range shooter, trying to become a good three point shooter, then we can talk about him as a closer. But people know that. You can't just drive to the basket with three seconds left. You know what I mean? Like most buzzer beaters and stuff, most closing moments come from out, outside shots, you know? So I think that's a really good question. And I, I, I agree with you. I don't think they have a closer yet until Giannis has an established jumper. Yeah, and like you, you touched on that. Like the, the big issue was like that, that playoff series against the Raptors when, when Kawhi guarded Giannis, like Kawhi dominated. And like in a league where you have guys like LeBron, Kawhi, like basically the West is probably going to go through those two. And so, especially with LeBron. This year, Miami, Miami had Jimmy Butler. Even Bam. Even Bam. Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and Jay Crowder, Andre Iguodala. Those are four really, really good defenders. Yeah, and Bam, Bam locks down. Like, like when we're talking about guys like Kawhi, LeBron, Bam, like in the playoffs, like Giannis does not – tend to have success against them. I know I know Giannis and, and LeBron haven't played in the playoffs against each other right now. I'm talking the last two years, but who knows, maybe they will next year, Lakers or Milwaukee. The 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 point is like if Giannis doesn't get that jump shot, like regardless like let's say it's the same exact thing this year where Giannis doesn't have a jump shot, I'm I'm still picking the Miami Heat to represent the East. Like it's either them or, in my opinion, the 76ers. I just don't think the Celtics have done enough this offseason. Kemba's hurt. We don't know what Kemba's going to look like after his knee, you know. They lost like the, for his knee problems. Exactly. And so I think we're going to see if, if Giannis doesn't have a jump shot, I think the East is running through. The, the, the Heat are going to represent the East. I think that's what's going to happen, We're gonna, uh, we're gonna, which is a bold take. Bold that take, is a bold but, take. We're going to make a video, guys, eventually where um, maybe like right before the regular season or a week into the regular season where we have our season's predictions, you know, but I'm not, I'm not going to just say that confidently, you know, I'm not just going to say it's the heat because yeah. of the fact that there's another team in the East that has Kevin Durant, that has Kyrie Irving. That's very true. You know, so, but I'll, I'll save it for my, um I'll save it for my predictions video podcast that we do. So, <laughs> but um yeah, 
I, definitely Giannis, Giannis needs to establish a jump shot if he wants to be the closer because it's not Chris Middleton. And yes, I know Chris Middleton has a lot has had a lot of clutch shots in the playoffs, but including the one game where they won against Miami this year, where he went off. He he's not you can't consider him as your primary closer on a team that's trying to contend for a championship. And I, I think I think at the end of the day, like if Giannis even gets like a mid range shot, like I think we're talking about a Bucks team that, that makes it to the finals. He's already averaging um, like twenty five plus every year. Imagine what yeah. he can do if he just gets a nice jumper. Yeah, and even even then, like I think there's a lot of it that a lot that goes into it. Like, but even if he doesn't have like a, a jumper at the beginning of the year, if he eventually develops one during the year where he's taking more shots, and by playoff time, like he's actually like efficient enough where defenses have to respect him, like on the outside, like that's that's what's really important. Yeah, he doesn't have it, have to have it from day one, but he just has to have it in time for the playoffs. It's like. It's like when LeBron, like when LeBron enters the playoffs, like his shooting numbers just tend to go up. Like his efficiency goes up the way that he plays basketball. Like he gets better. Yeah, yeah playoff Bron. Like, like we we don't we don't see that from Giannis, and that's the thing. We see the same game over and over again. Yeah, he he might average a few more points, but the the point is that his efficiency just tends to stay the same. And you want to see players who get better when the pressure is there. Which up to this point, I love Giannis, but he hasn't shown that in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, you you made some good points there, and I just wanna I wanna tell uh, the viewers something that we discussed. I know it's been like two or three weeks now, but when no, actually more, probably like a month. Um, when the Milwaukee Bucks traded for Drew Holiday, everyone was going crazy because there was a unification of Giannis, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and all of a sudden this team was the favorites, right? But Arju, what did we both say after that trade? After they lost George Hill, Eric Bledsoe, and they were losing a bunch of other people, we were saying that their depth. Is serious concern, but for any Bucks fans, we don't want to. We don't want to just. We don't want you guys to think that we're just go off on them. The Bucks, we actually really like them, but they fixed those issues in free agency. They signed a lot of players that they have on the bench as backups now. Yeah, shout out Pat Connington, by the way, former Blazer. <laughs> I love myself some Pat Connington. He plays with some high energy, high effort. Yeah, dude, that man has a forty inch vertical. Forty? Like a, a yeah, like a six two white guy with like almost a forty inch vertical. Like that's insane. Oh my god. <laughs> So shout out Pat Connington, but yeah, I, I, you know, that's a good point. Like I think they addressed a lot of their depth. Yeah, there was it was serious concerns after their trades because they also lost um, Arson Ilyasova, but now he's um, they they, so they signed a bunch of players to get their depth back. Yeah, and I'm, I really do hope Giannis wins the ring. Like he's one, he's one of those guys that like again, as you mentioned before, like humble beginnings. If 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 you told Giannis that he would be here at the age of like 16, he'd be like, you're crazy. Exactly. Shout out to his work ethic as well. Yeah, and he's he's rare nowadays. Someone like him, you know, that's willing to stay in one team and put uniting with superstars aside, making super teams. You know, he's he wants to stay to the team that gave it all to him. So yeah, that's what that's pretty much guys what we think of the Giannis Supermax. We're really proud of him. We hope the Bucks do well, but we are just concerned that their playoff performances sometimes contradict everything they show in the regular season. Yeah. And and we'll see we'll see how it goes and we'll we'll make sure to keep talking about it as the season starts and progresses. And so moving on to the next, you know, topic, James Harden. Oh my god. Uh, I'm I'm gonna let you go first on this one. <laughs> James Harden. From strip clubs to dropping twenty seven. This this guy <laughs> this guy's everywhere, but no, no, on a serious note. I understand why he wants out of Houston. I understand frustration with playing with Russell Westbrook even though he's actually asked 
for Chris Ball, he got him. He asked for Russell Westbrook, he got him. But anyways, I, I understand where his frustration comes in that he wants out. It's I have no problem with you requesting a trade. But what I do have a problem with is the manner he's going he's going at by doing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you can't start disrespecting uh, NBA protocols. Um, he he's 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 looking kind of like lazy when he plays out there. I know I know he dropped twenty seven, but did you see that one play where um he was like on the baseline and one of his teammates was trying to pass him the ball and he just like was wasn't expecting it and he was just like really mad he had yeah well that's what that's that's what happens when you play iso ball for most of your career yeah <laughs> so like i i have no problem with him wanting out i just don't like the the way he's been going about it but um i'll let you say what you think about it and then we'll talk into his potential fits if he's going to stay if he's going to get traded yeah i mean <laughs> With the with the baseline thing as well, like there's a meme going around that's like c- controller disconnected. Oh my like, god! At the James Harden thing, it's it's hilarious. It's hilarious. And also, I just so my thoughts on it are like I I like James Harden as a player, but the problem that I have is the same problem that you have. It's 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 <coughs> like respect for the Rockets. I feel like at the same time, like because they, they you basically ran the show. Yeah, like he basically got say on all the personnel. Like uh, apparently, there's reports that like he would show up to like film watching sessions late and they were okay with that like he would go party in between days and they were okay with that like i actually saw something the other day that said um the rockets um front office had no problems with him going out to party because he would come back and drop 40 the next day exactly and and that's the respect that the Rockets showed to him and so like yes request a trade but like show appreciation respect to the rockets for for basically building like building the teams that you wanted to see like building a system that you wanted to see i mean yeah, like like he there was like a video clip of him saying that he wants to play beautiful basketball to Steph Curry, but the thing with me is that if he's making all these personnel decisions, if he's going out every night, you know, to to strip club, nightclub, whatever, like I I ultimately do think like he had a say on ISO ball. Like I I think he wanted it. And so now that I'm now that I'm like now that we know that that stuff, it's like come on, man, like show your appreciation. Like get to training camp on time play the goddamn sport like you can say whatever you want off the court as long as it's not impacting like what's going on inside the organization what's going on inside the locker room yeah and so like james Harden, like do your thing just show up to training camp on time like i don't care if you go to strip clubs nightclubs as long as you're performing and you show up and respect the rock and respect and so, the nba protocols yeah exactly especially with like COVID 19 like like that's a big thing, and so like just like him not following was just like insane to me. And I don't, I don't even know. Like, is he going to get some sort of like, like punishment for it? Like, we we don't know. But, anyways, like going back to what you said about the best fit and yeah. like where we think he's gonna end up. Like, I'll I'll take this one first, and then I'll pass it to you for for the best fit. I know I know there's a lot of like him going to the the Nets. There's like a report about him maybe going to the Mavericks, but I just saw something on New York Times, New York something that said the Mavericks actually have no interest in him. What could the I, Mavericks, I do even, like the Mavericks f- even trade? Yeah, I'm not exactly. sure about like their um, draft pick situation if they have a lot, or, or I'm not sure. But you have Doncic, you have Porzingis, or what is going to potentially? I mean, now you have uh, Josh Richardson. What is potentially going to entice Houston? Tim Hardaway Jr., Jalen Brunson, Maxi Cleaver. Who was that new guy they just uh, drafted? Justin Smith? Josh, Josh Green. Green. Yeah, Josh sorry. Green. Uh, to any Josh Green fans, if I've offended you. <laughs> but yeah, I don't see anything that can potentially entice Houston. But yeah, you continue with what you're saying. I just don't see Mavericks as a possibility. 
Yeah, same. I'm a, I'm I'm the same with you on that. I I really do think his best fit is with the 76ers. Like I I really like the idea of him and Joel Embiid playing together. And also, I saw reports this offseason that Joel Embiid's actually been working a lot on his strength and conditioning going into the season, which is really nice to see. I I like that fit there in in Philly, especially with all the shooters that they have around him. Like Seth Curry is a bucket. Who knows if he he'll get traded in mm-hmm. that trade, but for Houston, like if I'm looking at teams to trade him to, I'm looking for the, I think the best piece that any team across the league could offer for all the teams that are interested in him, Ben Simmons is probably number mm-hmm. one. Like the, the man is an all-star. Like he's only what, 23 years old. And so his potential is also there and you can build they, around um, Ben Simmons really well in Houston because they have shooters in Christian Wood. Uh, even Boogie can shoot now, which Eric is kind of weird. Eric, Eric Gordon, John Wall would, Oh my God. John Wall looks like he's back to, you know, normal, but again, it's just preseason. So like they have like shooters in, in Houston that could like fit what Ben Simmons likes to do. And so if I'm Houston, I'm trying to move him to the 76ers. And I think for Harden, that's also his best fit, especially with Darrell Morey, like, you know, working for the 76ers, mm-hmm. like they're going to build a really good team around him. Like, even if they don't win a championship this year, like they'll make off season moves to support him. So those are just my two cents on it. What do, what do you think? I want to touch upon the 76ers point. Let's say the, the, um, I saw a report today that said the 76ers want more than James Harden, so maybe that means P.J. Tucker. But let's say it's just a straight-up James Harden for Ben Simmons swap, right? Whatever picks are included, right? Let's say it's a James Harden Mm -hmm. for Ben Simmons swap. What's the 76ers lineup? James Harden, Seth Curry, Danny Green, Tybal, and Joel Embiid? Tobias Harris. I totally forgot about Tobias Harris. Yeah, he's in there too. So who would he replace? Would you have Danny Green coming off the bench? Because I've seen Danny Green, um, I've seen Tobias Harris play the four sometimes. I, I kind of, see, that's the thing. Like, I think Seth Curry as a six-man is actually yeah. pretty good. Like, first score off the bench. Like, I, I see a lineup of, like, James Harden, Danny Green, Matisse Thybul, who looks like he's going to be a really good three and D, like, wing. Tobias at the four with him beat at the five. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a strong team. And maybe they need, they need to gel in because Seth Curry and Danny Green are also new, right? They need to get that chemistry in. I think that's a that's a great fit. I think that's a really strong team. But I don't really this probably this is probably where we disagree. But I don't really see him fitting well. Ben Simmons fitting well in Houston. I understand they want him, so maybe they're looking towards the future. But this season, right? You already have Christian Wood and Demarcus Cousins. Where are you going to play Simmons? I feel like the spacing is going to be kind of weird. Like it would be Ben Simmons driving and kicking it out to everyone else, right? Like I just and I don't know how far that team's going to go. So maybe down the line they're going to start building around Ben Simmons for Houston. The best asset, like you said, that they can get back is Ben Simmons. I just have questions about the actual fit within Houston with Ben Simmons. Right. But in regards to other teams, I saw a report yesterday that Houston has a lot of really strong offers from teams that don't include James Harden's preferred destinations. So the Miami heat, Philadelphia, 76ers, Brooklyn Nets, and and the Milwaukee Bucks. And the Milwaukee like the Bucks. Bucks, yeah. It could be what we've been talking about the past few days. It could be just like a random team that just sends all their young guys and picks for James Harden. Like, imagine it yeah. was the Magic, for example. Like, we talked about James Harden and P.J. Tucker for, like, Aaron Gordon, Terrence Ross, Jonathan Isaac and picks. Like, that would be, that, that would be, that would be a good team. But yeah. I think I do believe for James Harden, his best fit is Philadelphia 76ers. Hopefully we have some Philly fans here that, Get excited by me saying that. I know that one of his teams is the Heat, so I want to know what you think about a potential James Harden to Miami fit, and then I'll tell you what I think. 
Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. So I'm I I I said it before, um, and I talked to you about this before, but I don't think they can give both both Duncan Robinson and Tyler Harrow. And I'd be interested in knowing what other assets the Heat, the Heat would, would have to give up all their young players. That includes Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, Precious Achua, who is the rookie we drafted for those of you who picks. for those of you who don't know, picks. Potentially KZ Akpala, which is someone we got last year, but he was in, in our G League. Um and Kelly Olenek and Andre Iguodala as contract fillers. That is yeah. a lot, <laughs> but what would that leave us with? Let's say we got rid of all that and we kept um we, let's let's just say we also got rid of Tyler Hero and both Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, right? The lineup would be yeah. James Harden, Avery Bradley, Jimmy Butler, Maurice Harkless, Bam Adebayo. Off the bench, we would have Dragic, Myers Leonard, and a few other guys that we're just going to get on the minimum. I think either team is good. Yeah. Like I, I genuinely, I know a lot of people um, get annoyed of hearing the consistent, like, oh, Pat Riley's a, a mastermind. He's a god, right? But I genuinely believe yeah. that regardless of what we do, like I'm going to be okay with it. If we don't get James Harden, I'm going to be really, really happy that we're keeping Tyler Hero as he's one of my favorite players. Duncan Robinson, who I think is genuinely really underrated, had the best catch-and-shoot percentage in NBA history last season. I really like our other young guys and Precious Achua. On the other hand, if we do get James Harden, I really like Avery Bradley starting in the lineup. James Harden, that's, that would be the only team in the league. Miami would be the only team in the league that has three top 13, uh, I'll just say 15 guys on their starting uh, lineup. Yeah, but also, like, if they keep Duncan Robinson, I wonder if, like, it would be a lineup of, like, James Harden. Yeah, Duncan Avery Bradley Robinson, would come off the Jimmy bench. Jimmy Butler. Yeah, and you have Drajic off the bench, too. That might be one of the better, like, bench yeah. units in the league. Just because of the pure like defense that Avery Bradley brings, the the playmaking and this and the 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 scoring of Drogic is still very underrated. Even though he's like yeah. thirty five now, like him as a there sixth are... man, he showed last year how good he was. I'm pretty sure he's going to come back and do the same thing. So that bench unit, even if they do have like a bunch of scrubs, like there's minimum players, those, like, like, like the, those guys that you can get, like the Taj, get the Taj Gibsons of the world, and like those random players that just have experience but aren't you know the best because of their age right now. Exactly. And and someone someone who I just like recently saw an Instagram post from was Amon Shumpert. Like also, Shumpert, his it, offensive game is like really bad, but his defense is so good. Correct like, me if I'm wrong, there's also he doesn't have to play in the playoffs. He's a good yeah. pickup for any yeah. team right now. There's Isaiah Thomas, but yeah, overall I'm as a Heat fan, I don't mind what Miami does. If we keep our young assets I love it. I want to see them develop. I think people are underestimating the potential growth, the actual growth that Tyler Hero is going to experience. Bam Adebayo, who these guys are only, they haven't even played four seasons of the NBA. Tyler Hero just finished his rookie season, you know? These guys are going to grow. Yeah. I would not mind watching that. But at the same time, if we get James Harden, that's going to be such a fun lineup. Like Miami is always going to have two out of the three of Butler, Bam, and Harden on the court. You know what I mean? Like, Bam gets tired, yeah. right, Ben Shim, put in Myers Leonard. James yeah, Harden gets tired, mm-hmm. put in Dragic. Butler gets tired, let's put in Avery Bradley. You know what I mean? Like, it's lit. I don't mind. Yeah. I trust the front yeah, office. No, I... And uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. 
Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be interesting to see what what James Harden, you know, where he ends up going. But there's also like moving on to the next topic. There's also so many other stars that we think will be traded, like Blake Griffin, Derek Rose, wait, wait, wait. Rose, one, one more Aldridge. thing on the James Harden thing. So I just want to end it with this. So we both agree that by the trade deadline, which yesterday was confirmed to be March 25th, James Harden is going to get traded. We both okay. So yeah, we'll just yeah. end it on that. We both believe that. So yeah, let's go now into the notable stars that are yet to be traded. Yeah. So B- Blake Griffin, Derek. Rose, DeMar DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge, like all these guys. Like, There's a lot. You know, Blake looks healthy. That's <clears> one <throat> of the things that if you've been watching preseason, like he looks healthy. He looks like strong, like he's still the Blake mm. Griffin that we know. Um, it's just, it's so, going to be hard like, to, to I'm wondering, see the actual Blake Griffin with such a random type of Pistons team around him, you know? Like if you put him in, if you put him in yeah. a Blazer, for example, let's just say that's going to be a strong team because he's going to have Dame around and he's going to have another stable and reliable big men in Nurkic around him. But if you keep him on the Pistons who have Mason Plumlee, Jeremy Grant, and a bunch of young guys, it's just hard to see the true Blake Griffin. And Mike, I'm, I'm interested to see if Blake, what type of trade any team would make, especially because of Blake mm-hmm. Griffin's age, his injury history, and his contract. Like, what? those three things come you know when his play. contract so, expires? Yeah, there's still another two wow. or three years left on it. And so like, he's making, he's making like, 30 million you're signing yourself. Yeah. He's 31 years old, like going to be 32 before the season's over. And so like, I'm interested to see like what team like gives him, you know, that money, like who wants to take on that contract. And like, that's the it biggest writes, thing for uh, me. Blake Griffin. What teams would you like to see him on? Like teams that need a power forward or, or standard of his stature? Yeah. That's, that's, a I hard have like one, three dude. off the like, top of my head that like, I'm not, of course there can be so many complications in regards to a potential trade with contract numbers, um, player options and stuff like that. So I haven't looked at those and see if a trade would actually work out before I say these three teams. I just want to make that clear. But the three teams I would really like to see him on are the Dallas Mavericks, Washington Wizards, and Portland Trailblazers. Either of those, just imagine a core of Bradley Beal, Russell Westbrook, Blake Griffin, and all the other young and good pieces they have around them. Now, imagine a lineup of Luka Doncic, Josh Richardson, Tim Hardaway Jr., Blake Griffin, and Porzingis. That's going to be really good to have on for Dallas Mavericks because we both know how often um, Christoph Porzingis gets hurt. Yes, Blake Griffin gets hurt too, but they're going to help each other and take the load off of each other, you know? And Portland, bro, yeah. bro, we both know that Portland needs like a good, good power forward. And once they get that, they could be... I just, just gonna be, I just feel like we're gonna have to, you're gonna give, have to give up, up a CJ. lot. CJ, you think so? Would you yeah, do that? I, I, I mean, I don't think I would do that because I don't think it raises the, 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 the ceiling enough. Like, yeah, and I, I don't, I just don't know. Like, I, I want to see how this season goes. Like, I want to, I feel like, I feel like CJ is gonna get traded. Like, I don't see him ending his career. Yeah, in me Portland. neither. I do see Dame ending his career in Portland as long as the the Blazers yeah. are trying to contend. That doesn't mean that they have to win a championship. They just have to keep contending. It's kind of like he, he, it's gonna be a situation. It's not going to be like the Harden situation where they're contending every year, but they're everyone knows they're not going to win. Like, um, I think, of, of those three teams I listed, you guys are probably, actually, now that I think about it, um, I totally forgot that you guys acquired Robert Covington. So I don't think you guys yeah, are, exactly. like I, I just said, you guys um, are another big man away. Robert Covington is not a big man, but he provides a lot of experience, um, defensive abilities. So I don't think you guys need Blake Griffin, but he would definitely be a really fun addition to this team. Yeah, I just, I again, like my concern as a Blazers fan is, you know, what are we giving up? Like, if, we're, if we have to give up someone like yeah. CJ, I'm not going to do that trick. And I feel 
feel like part of the reason we would have to is because Blake Griffin's contract is so big that we need someone who like need, we need like, players. And you guys don't really that. have like big contracts. Yeah, it, yeah. It's just like Dame and CJ. They're the big. Like I know Miami so, has. Like, <laughs> they already have Kelly Olynyk and um, Iggy ready to get traded for any cap filler. Yeah, exa- exactly. So like, how who who are we going exactly. to trade other than CJ? And so I, that's why I wouldn't want to do it. But yeah, I mean, a player that I wanted to that I would love to see in Portland, and I think. I think a lot of NBA fans would be like would would want to root for the Blazers if like they got this player oh. like Derrick Rose, dude. Like, dude, if Derrick Rose comes off the bench like as a sixth man for us, like I'd love to see that. Can you imagine how many NBA fans would be like Damian Lillard and Derrick Rose? Like, they we want to see them win a championship if he came to Portland. Team. Like, oh my god, yeah. dude. And and like Derrick Rose is like like this isn't Cleveland Derrick Rose, so we know that you're gonna get someone who is like a certified mm-hmm. bucket yeah. off the bench. You know? And you know. What? You know what I thought you were gonna say? I thought you were gonna say Lamarcus Aldridge. Nah, see, like, the you, thing, you made so, the build up so that like I, I, it's like I, a reunification I, of Lamarcus Aldridge back to Portland. I was like, I'm ready for this. He's about to say Lamarcus Aldridge. Nah, so so like my thing with Lamarcus is like when there was like reports like when he left that he was like he wasn't a good leader because Dame was starting to take over like like the Blazers. Like when people think of the Blazers now, it's Damian Lillard. Like nobody thinks of oh that used to be like Lamarcus yeah. Aldridge's team. You know, like there was a point where like Dame was starting to out shine LA and like apparently that was one of the reasons why LA didn't want to stay in Portland which is kind of crazy it, to think about he knew the type because of he went to the Spurs and now nobody, nobody says and the type of effect he would have on Portland I think he would stay and he would want to be there in this team right now like imagine a young healthy version of LaMarcus Aldridge on this team right now yeah, like, it would be great, but I feel like Blazers fans also have, like, that, oh, like, he left because, like, he didn't get, like, as much, you know, of the attention that Dame did, which Dame deserved. Like, the man is, like, probably, you know, the second best point guard in the league after Seth, and so just, like, thinking about that, like, a young L.A. on this team would would be really good, but an L.A. who's, what, 36 now, coming off two injury-riddled seasons, like, I, I just, he missed the bubble because of an injury, like, I, I just don't want L.A. to be there because, like, what if he gets hurt? Like, we're trading away yeah. all these Definitely. No, you definitely have to look at stuff like that before you make a trade. And, like, that's how I feel. So that's why I I don't want L.A. to come back to the Blazers. Like, it would be nice to see if we didn't have to give up, like, much. But, like, for what I think we're going to have to give up, I would Yeah, LaMarcus Aldridge and the other guy we talked about, DeMar DeRozan, have interesting situations in San Antonio. Um, DeRozan just picked up his, not just, like, a month ago, he picked up his player option. So I I think both LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan are going to be traded. More likely DeMar DeRozan. What do you think? Do you think before the trade deadline they're going to be traded? Yeah, I mean it depends on. I think it depends on how well the Spurs are doing. Like, let's, let's, say, say, let's say, and I don't, I don't think they're going to be. Yeah. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. But let's say that they are like, they, like they're in contention for the playoffs. I don't think they get traded. But I definitely don't think they're coming back at the end mm-hmm. of the season when their contracts expire. And so that's that's where I'm at. Yes, they might not get traded, but they're definitely yeah. not coming back after this season. Yep, I I agree. Because um, you look at their core, right? DeJounte Murray, DeMar DeRozan, Marcus Aldridge, Aldridge, Jakob Pertl. This is a good team. But when you compare them to the other teams in the Western Conference, they could reach the playing tournament. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for Greg Popovich, but I just can't really – I can't see this team making the playoffs this year. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's the West is too loaded. And, like, let's say they were in the East, oh, yeah. they'd probably make the playoffs. But in the West, it's like yeah. impossible. Even though the East is getting stronger <laughs> this year, I, I think they would make the playoffs. 
Yeah, like I, I still think yeah. this team is better than the Hawks. Like if you put this team in the East, they're better than the Hawks. They're better than um they're better than the Magic. And I think you can make an argument that they're even better than the Pacers. And so, you know, those are the three teams that everyone's throwing around as being like those playoff contention teams, like towards the bottom of the East. Like I think the Spurs are better yeah. than all three. Yeah, but I'm I'm just excited, man, about so. trades because we have until March. That's like another three months, two months where players can just uh, we we don't know an all star could get traded and all of a sudden the momentum of the league shifts towards one team towards one conference all of a sudden maybe the lakers have a huge threat against them you know what i mean like there's still so much that could happen that we don't know about yeah because a lot of the big name yeah, like- agents are on their team so we think it's over but you never know all of a sudden a, a blake griffin on a dallas could yeah. be one of the strongest teams in the western conference you know what i mean De- Derek rose for patrick yeah Beverly, and like, something like, like that yeah and even even just like thinking about just going back to james harden real quick like the last time we had something where like a big star player like close to close to james harden's like what james harden is right now not as close but kind of a com- comparison to it was when boogie got traded from the Kings to the mm. Pelicans during the All Star yep. break, you remember that when he teamed up with Anthony Davis because Boogie that was what so averaging like crazy. something. Everyone was going to like, like this is going to be such an amazing duo. Yeah, and that was the bit, last like big, big, big midseason like trade. And so like some someone like James Harden like that's going to shift oh, the yeah. league, you know. And and like whenever that happens, which I think it'll happen it'll during happen the season, soon, I think. Like Probably whenever like that within, happens, the like next month. Yeah, like like that's gonna be insane. Do you remember when insane. um Blake Griffin was traded to from the Clippers to the Pistons? That was like a yeah, really yeah. random. Like when I saw that, I was like, wait a second, Blake Griffin to the Pistons? Like it made sense for the Clippers in getting Avery Bra- who they get Avery Bradley, Tobias Harris, and like more draft conversations and stuff. I, I believe they also got Boban Marjanovic. Yeah, like, some picks, but like. Blake Griffin to the um, yeah. Pistons was like crazy to me. So like, I just love when random trades like that happen. And that's why I kind of want to see James Harden, like we touched on earlier in the episode, go to like a Orlando Magic and see what he could do with the Vucevic and uh, Aaron Gordon, for example, if Aaron Gordon stays. But yeah, man, I'm just excited for the potential trades that could happen. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be insane. So, it's going to be insane. Our last... Our- yeah, actually, I'm, we're, I'm Go gonna move it. on to, to the last topic. So, general preseason impressions. Give me two things that you've watched this preseason that has impressed you. You the would most. know one of them, and that's that. I think Denny Avdia is going to be a phenomenal NBA player. He has the experience from the strongest league in Israel. We've seen that how um, Luka Doncic became. I'm not gonna say that Denny Avdia is gonna become the same players Luka Doncic or better but I'm just saying that like from watching him against the net where he didn't miss a single shot ability to pass the ball when he's not even looking at the person he's passing to is just I, I think I think as long as he continues doing what he's doing gets comfortable he could be a really big player and the two games where we watched him with the Wizards right who didn't play the two best players on the team I know Bradley Beal played for a little but when you add Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook to the mix they're going to make him a better player they're going to tell him where he can improve because of their experience I think he's going to be a really good player I'm really impressed by him and speaking of some other rookies LaMelo Ball looks good I like Killian Hayes kind of looks shaky at the start I want him to be good this isn't a rookie but Kobe White last night man Kobe White went off. He's going to be yeah. a really good player. He goes off for 27 points. He plays with confidence. If the Bulls keep their young core and win those games, 
where it's hard to win. You know what I mean? Like those grit and grind games where you have to push to the last minute and you can get out the win. Those are the games that the Bulls are going to need to win. And Kobe White's going to be a huge part of it, man. Kobe White, Larry Markinen, Zach Levine, yeah. Wendell Carter Jr. If I'm a Bulls fan, I'm excited. And of course, yeah, there's no, a lot definitely. of stuff like, that we can talk about here for you know, some general I'm, preseason impressions. But I'm just impressed with some of the rookies, specifically Denny Avdi, LaMelo Ball. And I really like what I saw from Kobe White. Yeah. No, I, I think the two biggest takeaways that I've seen in preseason so far, Ooh, how much I love yeah. the Kelly Oubre fit on the Warriors. This is a guy who plays both, plays really good defense and he knows his game on offense where he's not like, he's not selfish, but you know that guy can ball. Like, like he can shoot the three ball. And he wants it, bro. He, he can dunk. He I watched the, all dunks. the Smoke podcast. You know that podcast with Matt Barnes and Steven uh, Jackson? I watched that podcast where they had Kelly yeah, Oubre yeah. and dude, this guy, he's heard all the stuff that um, people are saying like, oh, you expect Kelly Oubre to replace Clay Thompson. He wants it, bro. He's just straight faced the whole time. He was at practice. He was like, I'm ready for this. Like, I want this opportunity. So he wants he wants to become an all-star. Yeah, and, and he works for that. He works for that. There's there's guys that like talk a lot of shit, but like never do anything. Like Lonzo, like man's been talked about as being the most improved player for like the last like three seasons now. We haven't seen Lonzo, you know, improve like that. Whereas like with Kelly Oubre, like if you look at the numbers and numbers don't aren't everything, but he, he has yeah. gotten better every single year. Like when he started with the Wizards, yeah, to the Suns, and now to you know to the Warriors. And so I'm really excited to see that fit because I think I think the Warriors are going to be good. I don't no think he'll replace, replace Clay Thompson, Thompson, but I think. I think they'll contend exactly. Like he's one of the best three and he's a really good defender of all time. Like yeah, exactly. And so like I think Kelly Oubre will be really good. I like to say I've I've liked what I've seen from him in preseason. For the rookie that I have been most impressed by, and I agree with you on the Killian Hayes thing. Like he has been pretty shaky with turnovers, especially. But that's yeah. that's what happens to a lot of young guards. I think the player that I've been most impressed by, and and this kind of ties back to Kobe White hey. and the Bulls, is Patrick Williams. I really hope he starts Patrick for them. Williams has looked yeah, I mean he's he's what the second youngest player in the draft, but he looks like a mature guy on the court. Like he plays basketball like past what his age would indicate, and just seeing like his mid range shot has looked better than what I thought it would look. You know, coming out of college, I did not expect the Bulls to take him at four, but right now, like, and this is preseason, so we obviously can't read much into it. But based off the performances, like, I think he can live up to you know that number four pick. Like he has looked you know beyond his age, and so I'm really impressed by what. Patrick Williams has shown would not surprise me if like he's that. one of the better rookies this season, especially on the Bulls. I like that because a lot of people are like, saying the Bulls should know, the, have the, the, picked him, so he is going to try to prove people wrong and tell them that you know what, I shouldn't have gone fourth. I should have gone first. You know. Yeah, and and I love players like yeah. that. Like you got that drive to be great. So that that's basically it for our yeah, so, impressions. Like I said, um, that's it for our topics today. You know, that's what we're going to talk about. But like I said at the start of the podcast, at the end of each episode, we're going to have segments where I ask Arju a question, he asks me a question, and we each have twenty four. We don't know the questions, by the way. Like Arju's about to ask me something, I have no idea what he's going to ask me. We each have 24 seconds to respond to it. So we, we could get nervous. We could end up saying something that that's not really how we feel, you know? So um, I'm, I'm excited for this, bro. Get your timer ready and you can ask me at first. It's like a two-part question. You don't have to answer both parts, but I think it'll make it interesting if you don't answer like both parts. Right now, in, how far do you think the Heat are going? Like what we know right now is that they don't have James Harden. If they get James Harden, where do you think they end up in the playoffs? And Without the James Harden, the Miami Heat are going to the Eastern Conference Finals, potentially the finals, 
depending on how good this new core of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving is. If we get James Harden, the Miami seconds. Heat are, in my opinion, going to the finals and being the biggest threat Ten to seconds. the Lakers. All right, you There's answer so that points with five I can touch on, but I, I just said oh. what... In, in short, you know, that, that's the thing about the 24 seconds. I don't want to sound like a cocky fan to just say, oh, we're going to win it if we get James Harden because that could not be true. So I'll, I had to take the humble approach there. <laughs> All right, yeah. my question, let me get my stopwatch ready for That's you. Fair. This is also a Portland question that I have for you, but it's kind of like a it's kind of like opinionated, you know, so there, there's no right or actually there is a right or wrong if some people disagree with you. My question for you is, would you agree that the only point guard in the league right now near Steph's level is Dane? Yeah, I would. In terms of shooting the ball, yes. Kyrie's a good shooter, but the range that Dane has is similar to Curry, if not better actually percentages from 30 plus out. Dame actually shoots a better percentage and so i yes i i think dame and steph are Perfect. in a category of their own when it comes to point guards 22.92 seconds i i agree i think it's steph 22.92 nice there's, there's no other debate for me kyrie irving needs to come back from his injury and prove to us that he's top three you know yeah, there's there's a lot of other point cards in the yeah, league exactly. that people would want us to talk about. But w- w- if you're looking at this from a neutral perspective with no bias, it's not because Archie's a Portland fan. That's why I asked him, but his opinion is that of a neutral, <laughs> it's Steph and Dame. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree with that. It's Steph and then Dame. Dame has a lot to prove. He's got to win the championship if he wants to, I if he wants a lot to of contend with Steph that this as group best point guard. That the Blazers have is the best. Portland team Damian Lillard has had around him. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go that far. I think the LA teams are good, but ever since LA left, like, yeah, yeah it's just probably I, the best team that they've had. So, guys, this has been so much fun. So. Arju, good job, my guy. First episode is done. Thank you guys <laughs> so much for watching. We're going to be back soon with even more episodes, but it's kind of slow right now. It's preseason stuff, you know, so when the regular season starts, we're going to be here. We're ready for it. Arju, any closing comments? No, I mean, thank you for thank you for listening. Come back for and more. Give us feedback, um, And I'm guys. excited for the um, season. We want to know what we could improve on, what you guys liked, what you didn't like, and leave us some questions in the, in the comments if you guys want us to answer them at the end of the episode like we just did. Thank you guys so much for watching. Catch you next time. Peace.